The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody. What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with light, but they make me smile, and that's good for you. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. How soon? Sooner than you think. You're supposed to live as though he's coming back in the next hour, or the next 50 years. You do both at the same time. That's the way you go about it. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use. Some of us will. Some of us won't. It's better to be a doer than a hearer. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? If we don't pay rent at the end of this month, we won't. How about that? That's a good one, and it's not a joke. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you, so here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, going through that process of having challenges come one right after the other, and then how do you embrace it? How do you challenge or how do you attack that so that it doesn't get you down and get you discouraged? There are biblical truths. It's not about positive, name it and claim it. It's not about everybody smiles fakely. It's about having a genuine faith in a genuine God who genuinely cares. That's what it's about. If you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. No, that's sad. Just give us a call at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, an amazing thing happens. Captain Chris answers the phone, and then you will be... Yeah, Captain Chris, sailing, sailing, see, sailing. There you go. You can also text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Let me just say that again because I don't know if the rates apply to you or not. I have no idea what your plan is. 214-210-8483. You can also email David at he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org. David, no King David, just David at hemustincrease.org. We're going to send you to the site in a second, but I want to say a few things before you get there. I think that's kind of important. For those that do not know, 
I'm going to give you a weather report before we go to the to the website. Ready? How's the weather, Dave? It's cold and it's getting colder. Okay, there you go. That's your weather report. So what does that mean? Tomorrow there could be ice on the road. What does that mean for us? There may be a show that's live. Depends on whether Captain Chris can get into the studio or not. But regardless, it's either going to be a best of or on the phone. You could be praying for him to be safe no matter what. That's the first thing to tell you. So that's also on the website. Number two, if you go to the website and look at the three lines at the top right, that's actually called a hamburger. You know that? It's called a hamburger. Uh, and that's because you got one line, another line, another line. That's what it's called. And if you click on the hamburger, it's not a hamburger, it's three lines, but they call it a hamburger. You'll find at the very bottom there's a new link that may surprise you as we are going to get you more and more information about exciting new ministries that we're doing. And the last thing I want to tell you before we send you there, because we do want you to share your praise reports and your prayer requests, and that's a great place to do it. The other part is that you can invest in our ministry. We had a board meeting last night, and Aunt Deb said something genius. She said, you got Valentine's Day coming up. We need people to show the love for the ministry. It's like, ooh, good one. So, yeah, we need you to show the love for the ministry. So I'm not going to do this to you. Ready? Dig deep down into your pocket and pull out the green desktops. Make this machine work. Don't do that. Okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to the website, invest in the ministry, have a good time with us. Let's strengthen one another as we go forward in the Lord. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. All right, there he goes, jumping off the bridge. All right, so here's the bottom line. You can already tell I feel better than yesterday. If you can't figure that out, just check the energy level in my voice and see if you can keep up. Ha, fat chance. Here we go. So we're going to get into the Word of God. We're going to cover a couple of different things. We're going to do a teaching in part two of our show which will have to do with healing. Uh, we're not the kind of people that believe that uh, you snap your fingers and everything's perfect, but we're not the kind of people that believe that God just went to Pluto after he planted us here on Earth and said, hey, let me know how it goes. So we're uh, kind of in between all of that, which would be a good place to be. In the meantime, we are in the Psalms, and that's really important because we're in one of my favorite Psalms, but we're in one of that tougher parts of the Psalm when David talks about other people. Here we are at Psalm 16. And here we go with verse 4. This is what he wrote. Their sorrows shall be multiplied who hasten after another god. Their drink offerings of blood I will not offer, nor take up their names on my lips. David is passionate in love with the Lord. He wants to do the things that are right in the Lord. And he has a disgust, a passion for believers, but a disgust for non-believers who are worshiping false idols. This is not this is not identifying people who don't understand God. It's not identifying people who are trying to figure out. It is people that have made a conscious decision to go after a different God. Ironically, the word in the Hebrew talking about hurrying after another God, that word hurry is mehar in the Hebrew, and it means to run after, watch this, or to acquire as a wife. And what that means is that people acquire gods like they do wives, and they marry into that system. 
David would not endorse their actions. He would not help them with their vain worship. He would not mention the names of their God. The reason is because his loyalty was with righteous believers, and he wasn't going to support people that made a decision to reject God. That's not where he goes. And so when you're talking with people or when you're listening to people and they've made a conscious decision to reject Jesus and to marry after another God, you're not there. You don't support that. It's like, nope, that doesn't support that. That's ridiculous. You're not a part of that. In fact, his next verse, he says this, Oh, Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. So in saying that and saying those guys are going after false gods, it's terrible what they're doing. It's terrible what they're leaning on. They they're, they know they're doing it. They know they're rejecting. They know that they're going after false gods because they don't believe that the true God is the true God. And then David says, you know what, God? You are my portion. And what many people do in Christianity is they get in for the benefits. I mean, who doesn't join a country club or a networking business network for the benefits? You don't join it because it's all that much fun. You join it because you can get advantage out of it. Well, some people get involved with Christianity, and the truth is when I first became a Christian in my very beginning part, I think I was like, yeah, I don't want to. I want to have fire insurance. I mean, I think that's great. But as I drew closer and as the Lord drew me closer, it became something altogether different. So you would say, well, were you saved in that earlier part? I could absolutely guarantee I was saved. But I wasn't matured. And as I matured a little, because I haven't matured that much, as I matured in the Lord, I began to understand that the true value of my faith wasn't about the benefits surrounding God, but the true benefits was God himself. And the closer I drew in, the more grace and mercy and peace I saw that was there as a resource. Now, does that mean I walk in that perfectly? No, neither do you. But the idea behind that is to understand that it's not just all about these side things that come about, but it's about God himself. It's about the relationship. A nice way to put it, and if you can keep it pure, this is the way to do it, is when people fall in love, that's all they do is think about one another, and they're like, oh, go be crazy, and nothing happens without thinking about the other person, and oh, I love it. Well, that passion is what we're pulled to or drawn to by the grace of God, and he becomes the very essence of what we seek the most. It's not just about the benefits. Don't, don't mis misunderstand. I want to live forever. I want to have a cool house forever living with God. I want to be dancing on streets of gold. I'm not dis dissing any of that. But what I am saying is that pointing to those things is cool, but drawing closer to God himself is the call. And so David says, you're my portion." You're my, you're my inheritance, not just the things I'm going to get from you, Lord, and those things are great. It's you. That, if you don't have that, that's what you ask for. You say, Lord, draw me to a place where you're my portion, and he will absolutely say yes. All right. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
the David Spoon Experience. Again, Dr. Robert Jeffress. Doctor, are you there with us? I'm here with you, David. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. I got to ask you this question. I'm, 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 you know, I, I get a little fiery, especially when uh, Christians are being accused of things that are uh, false, and that happens all the time, especially in the media. And I think you're, if you remember our very first time we ever talked, I told you how impressed I was with you that you were able to keep your uh, spirit steady. <laughs> well, I appreciate that so much. You're a good friend. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Here's the thing that drives me absolutely batty, which is where I need your help now. Uh, I understand this uh, situation with uh, with Tim Tebow. He was going to do a dedication for you. He got a lot of pressure, apparently, from the media. The media accused you of being uh, uh, homophobic and anti-Semitic, which for me, I mean— it was, it was, I guess when I first heard it, I was overwhelmed. First of all, anti-Semitic is a person who discriminates against or is prejudiced or hostile towards Jews. You've been on my show. Now, this is three time, and I'm as Jewish as they come. Yeah, well, David, I mean, the charge of anti-Semitic comes from saying that everyone, including Jews, must trust in Christ in order to go to heaven. Uh, that is hardly anti-Semitic. In fact, I have a Jewish friend in New York who called me this week. She's not a Christian, but she said, I don't understand all of this. said, I don't believe in the New Testament, but you do. You're simply saying what the New Testament says. And, you know, David, we've said before, you know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And I remind people, Jesus was not a Southern Baptist evangelist. He was a Jewish rabbi. And yet you look at what he said, what the Apostle Paul said, the Apostle Peter. Here are the three most prominent men of the New Testament, every one of them a devout Jew, and yet they said there's one way to God, and that's through faith in Christ. That is not anti-Semitic. It's incredible, and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple, and there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media. And on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section. And it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video, but you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible, it's unbelievable, but it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Wait a minute, that's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. See, that was only a small little crack in my voice, not a big one, just a little one. All right, get ready for your first big trivia question. Are you ready? Can I tell you this right now? You actually are going to have to play the horn twice today, starting off on this one. Fire away with the horn. All right, therefore you have been warned. True or false, Jesus was tempted by the devil in the land of the Philistines. True or false? 
That's it. True or false? Jesus was tempted by the devil in the land of the Philistines. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. In the meantime, we will do our DNA. Because uh, the one thing I want to promise you, I'm going to give you a prophetic word okay not as a prophet just a prophetic word okay see how i distinguish that okay ready more news that you don't know about is coming sometime in the future more mark it down i i put that down there i'm just saying just make sure everybody knows more news that you don't know about is coming sometime in the future. What do you think? You think, you think I'll be right on that one? You think I'll get that one right there? I just don't know where you uh, get your predictions from. I, I know. They're really out there. It's like jumping way out there. Uh, in the meantime, when that stuff happens, there's a certain way we ought to be, and that's operating in our DNA regardless of what that news will be. And that news will be unique no matter what, and it will be forthcoming, I promise. But in the meantime, how we should operate is D, draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Every day, no matter what you hear, no matter what you see, no matter how you feel. Uh Uh-oh. What do you mean, Dave? I can't use feelings as the engine? No, you, you can't use feelings as the engine because you can go to Taco Bell and eat 36 tacos and 12 chalupas, and you will not feel the love of God. But you'll feel something, but not the love of God, and that shows you that feelings do not dominate truth. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of the word of God ever, no matter what the world tries to throw at you. And A, always be ready to serve, To serve, which means that your heart and mind are directed towards the Lord to be a vehicle of his love, his grace, his blessing, his mercy to other people. It's the nicest way in the world to say, stop just thinking about yourself. (laughs) Be selfless. Not selfish, okay? You want less and not the fish part, okay? Got it? All right, good. Uh, The trivia question, true or false? So we already blew the horn, so you guys should listen to that carefully. Jesus was tempted by the devil in the land of the Philistines. If you think you know the answer again, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email to David at he must increase.org. Back to the text we go to me. Now, I'm one of those, pa- I like uh, the, the passionate part of the relationship with Christianity. Some people like more of the structure. They like more of the, uh, the lines drawn and the kind of like the functionalities and the clarity of the specific lines. I'm a mushy guy. I like uh, the deer panting after the water, that's how I want my heart and soul to pant after the Lord. I love that stuff, right? And that's what David wrote in a in an earlier psalm. It's It's that stuff that makes me appreciate him more than the system we're in, if, if that makes sense at all. Here's what David said. This next line is just really kind of incredible. He says in verse in Psalm 16, verse 5, O Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup, you maintain my lot. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. 
So for us to understand what David is talking about, there's the promised land. In the promised land, the people were given lots. They were given portions of land. And the lines of those lands were cut by God. In other words, they didn't, they didn't get to say, well, I'll take this spot and I'll take this. But God said, here, this is your portion. This is your lot. It goes from point A to point B, point B to point C, and then the north, uh, north, south, east, west. And God would give his the portion he had determined for each tribe. And within each tribe, each person took a portion within their lines. And what David is saying is that my portion— my inheritance, my lot, the lines are good. My lines are good. And what he's, re- what he's saying, and, and I just so you can know, I pray this part of this prayer every day. I mean, every day that, that the lines would fall into me in pleasant places. In other words, the lines have fallen unto me in pleasant places, and David could see what the Lord has given him. And in your Christian life, if you put it in a diagram, if you put a north, south, east, west line and put your whole Christian life inside that box, you're going to find out that that lot, that inheritance, those lines are good. Now, you might think, I know, but the line cuts over right here, and then this got really you know weird over here. It's like, listen— I know how it looks when you first walk across the the land. I know what it seems like at first observation. I, too, am a human being that go through that same process. Ask nine inches of water. Here's what I'm trying to explain to you. That when we are done and we are looking at our inheritance that God has granted us in regards to the promised land, we're going to look and say, hey, this is good. This has been a good thing. This whole thing, even the parts I didn't understand, even the parts of the way that the land contoured in directions I didn't get, and even the way certain trees were in it, and the way that certain rocks were in it, and the way it's all good. They're the right lines for me. In this psalm, David spends a decent amount of time, fair to say a decent amount of time, about a third of the time, declaring that God is one who blesses, and God is good. This does not mean that you get to be a multi-trillionaire because guess what? You have told God you would be the best steward with that money that ever lived. Nobody would do it as good as you. You'd give away 99% of $100 million, wouldn't you? Just so you can have a million dollars. Here's the problem. That right there. That's the problem. If the Lord thought that you should be the steward of that $100 million, you'd have that $100 million. <laughs> you have no worries about that. But God is too good to give us what we think we should have, and he divides up the lines for us. And that's what's cool is instead of you trying to say, these are my lines, I'm going with these. The Lord is like, this is your line. This is your map. This is what I got for you. This is what I want you to walk in. This will be good. And you'll know it's good. And when you're done on this earthly journey, which is one zillionth of what's coming, you'll be like, hey, that was good. It was all good. And the reason it's good, why was it good? Because God is good. That's why. What's that old saying in the church? Uh, God is good all the time. 
what? And then all the people would say, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. And all the time, God is good. And you see, that's that affirmation. That's a good affirmation. That's a solid affirmation. That doesn't mean that we understand everything, but it does mean that we believe, watch this, that the character of God is good. Now, if we do a little self-reflection or self-honesty, you can look at yourself and you can say, there's some things in me that are decent. There's some things in me that are good. I mean, quite frankly, there's some things in me that are not that decent and not that good. And then you look at it all and you go, yeah, I mean, my quality is probably pretty good. Uh, but, you know, i got a lot of dark spots here or i got a lot of this here, a little shaded area here or there that nobody knows about. The thing about God is his character is fully light. There is no darkness in God at all. So watch this. There's no hidden, dark agenda with God, ever. Now, when you can say that about yourself, one, you're lying, and two, (laughs) only God has that level of character. And that's what's cool about engaging with him is you can trust the quality of God, the character of God. He's for you. He's with you. He knows you don't get it. He knows you're trying to work through some things. He knows you've made some mistakes, and he knows you've done really well in some things. He chose you. He committed to you. He's committed to you. He will always be committed to you. He's with you. And get this, you can count on him. And that's what David's saying. He's saying, Lord, you're my portion. You're my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yeah, I have a good inheritance. That's what you, if you go through your life and you can see that your inheritance has been given to you by God and it's good, you've got a good handle on faith, hope, and love. Three things you need to have a good handle on, okay? All right. Uh, Trivia, right? Trivia, trivia, trivia. True or false, Jesus was tempted by the devil in the land of the Philistines. True or false, the answer is false. He was tempted in the wilderness of Judea, southeast of Jerusalem. Now, what did I just say? Southeast of Jerusalem. Better remember that because there could be another trivia question along the same lines. Hint, 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 hint. Thank you, thank you. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. 
By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Because what we're getting is this snapshot of Jesus. And there's a lot of stuff that we do, a lot of stuff that we say, but at no point should anybody ever lose what's going on here. And when we get into our Philippians teach tomorrow, you're going to see how very specific Christology, the study of Christ, fits into play on Jesus Christ being honored uh, above all and understanding how that this snapshot of Jesus plays into or leads us into the understanding of the superiority of Christ. Nobody else was fully God and fully man, period. And so nobody else can represent God to man or man to God. So in this situation, we get to see that Darius, he has a 12-year-old daughter. She's dying. Not uh, not good news. This woman who's got this bleeding issue, issue of blood, she comes up to Jesus, uh, touches him without saying anything. Jesus has restoration and healing for her in physical, social, and psychological aspects, which is just uh, wonderful if you think about how Jesus, Jesus cares about the whole person. doesn't care about a part of a person. cares about every inch of you. If you're doing well physically, but you're not doing well psychologically, Jesus cares about that. If you're doing well psychologically and not doing well physically, Jesus cares about that. If you can't have contact with people and you feel like you're completely isolated, Jesus cares about that. 